and welcome to We Are Doomed, a Soccer Rangers podcast, where we focus on conventions, cosplay, and nerdum in general. Who are we? I'm Tyler. I'm the Black Ranger. I'm Robert. I'm the Red Ranger. And I'm Cole. I'm the Green Ranger. I'm Dan. I'm the Blue Ranger. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) There you go. Dane, he's here. He's queer. And he's all about beer. And being blue. And being blue. Well, we don't need to introduce you. you you're, you're Blue Ranger. You're Dane. You all know that. So let's skip all that and jump right into upcoming conventions. Cole, take it away. Oh, yeah. It's upcoming conventions. That's my thing. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is your thing. I have the wrong thing open. Anyway. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. We started off so professional, and now we're here again. Yeah, you're so, no, welcome. I, yeah, 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 you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. Go, go, go. No, no, you don't, you don't say welcome, go. You don't, you don't say that. You don't, you don't say that. You were so anyway, the coming up conventions for this week, starting with for the weekend of the 7th to the 10th of July, starting with Kineticon in Connecticut, in Hartford, Connecticut. I think that'd be funny if it was somewhere else other than Connecticut. It was yeah. <laughs> yes, in Joyzy. Joyzy. Oh, here's one that's in Joyzy. How about this one? Japan Expo. Take a wild guess where it is. Wisconsin. No, Paris, France. France. Oh, it's in Wisconsin. No, it's in Paris, France. Are you serious? Well, okay. Yes, I'm actually you shitting serious. Me? You shitting me? <laughs> nope. You shitting me, bro. Whatever. Um, Anime yeah, Festival Eric. Wichita in Wichita, Kansas. Um, Anime Midwest in Rosemont, Illinois. Brocon in Limerick, Ireland. Digicon in Doncaster, UK. Um, Ikasukon in Fort Wayne, Illinois. No, not Illinois. That's Indianapolis. My bad. And then we had two canceled conventions, which was supposed to be Northwest Fan Fest in New Westminster, BC, and Tragic City Ultracon in Billings, um, Minnesota, I believe that is. And then in uh, Toronto, we in Toronto, Ontario, we have Toronto Sailor Moon Celebration. Ooh, that sounds fun. Yep. AnimeCon in, oh, I can't even freaking say this. Uh, Javiskaila, Finland. Javiskaila, or whatever the heck it is. Uh, you Cause... Finnish? Come on. Nope, I don't know my Finnish, unfortunately. <sighs> Cause Day in Frankfurt, Germany. Oh, now I like the name of this one. ValhallaCon in Colombia. Ooh, uh, Valhalla. In South South Carolina, northern North 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 North. Keep going. And then, uh, and finally, for the for the only Comic Con that's coming up is the Electric City Comic Con. And let's see how if I can say this. Scope, Scarity, New York. S C H E N E C T A D Y. I don't know how to say it. Yeah, I guess that might be it. But other than that, I have not a freaking clue. So, and of course... Shishatney? I don't know. And like we say every time, if you're going to any of these conventions, have fun, be safe, and of course, follow the 10 rules of con. At some point, we should probably review the 10 rules of con again. Mm, Write out some kind of codes, get some kind of religion around it. Yeah. Ooh, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, with the Archbishop, his Lordship Tyler. Oh. Oh. oh, don't give him more of an ego. Oh. 
big old throbbing eagle. It's okay. Uh, All of the power will be tied up in bureaucracy. Of course. Ah, I hate bureaucracy. Big con news. Apparently there's none. PAX is coming up. Mm-hmm. PAX yep. on top of PAX on top of PAX. Um, so that will be in the near future. Other than that, nothing I can really think about for big con newses. There is one big con news right now. Oh? It is day zero of Anime Expo. Oh, there you go. Anime Expo, day zero. Uh, I've never been to that. What's it like? It's big, and it's very, very hot and spread out. The, the closest main hotel, you're probably going to walk about a quarter of a mile, maybe a third of a mile to get to the convention center. Hmm. Well, then. Not recommended for Power Ranger costumes. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not in that part of town, at least. Really? Why would, why, why would you say that? Power Ranger costumes <laughs> are literally just spandex. <laughs> and, like, they exactly breathe well for you. Oh, they breathe. <laughs> that's yeah. that the same for all you of also, us. Yeah, you're forgetting that he has a completely different suit. Oh, oh that's oh, right. Your, your suits, suits are different than me, huh? Yours yeah, is more you, shinier. I have a yeah, hollow suit. Different. Yeah, yours is, is a different maker than ours. Your suit's shiny. Mine's not. Mine's very uh, met. I do like shiny. shiny. So, well, you can't really have a shiny black costume. It just doesn't work when you're the Black Ranger. It needs to be dark. We'll just dark dump black gl- my soul. We'll dump glue and glitter on you. <laughs> then you'll be oh, sparkly do and shiny. Don't do that. We'll take a buffer to you. <laughs> Get some car polish and just buff the hell out of you. I like that idea, actually. I feel like getting buffed would be, would be, would be a nice feeling. Where I'm just laying on bed and there's like two people with buffers just going at it. Ooh. All right, Rob, bring your power tools to SoccerCon next year. Can do. And then you just got that nice gloss on you. Ugh. Except we gotta, Ugh. we gotta sand it first. So I'm gonna be bringing some grit sixty. No, you know it's what that's. <laughs> That's like repainting the whole thing. You got you got to slow down well, there, boy. Rob, Rob, Rob will bring the the grit five hundred for the wet sanding. I mean, that'll feel 500. good. Talk about more like two thousand wet sanding. <laughs> yeah, it'll be smoother than a baby's bottom. Yep. So, wow, this conversation really uh, my went now, didn't it? <laughs> enough about polishing and sanding my batocks. Um Let's go on to the evening subject, shall we? Which is registration and the somehow both their horror stories and their miracle stories. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Who wants to go first? Just who who is something that they just got to get off their chest? Oh, I got something. Ooh, there you go. I got something for you guys. All right. So, registration the act of registering. So you get your discount on the con tickets, right? By registering early. Well, Correct. nowadays it seems like the pre-registration costs aren't that far from the normal registration costs. They seem to have basically skyrocketed. Uh, and that can be true set of a bunch of different conventions. Now with pre-registering, you think that would give you the benefit of picking up your ticket before people who do normal at door registration. Mm-hmm. Not true. Hardly at any convention anymore. Uh, at Fanime, first couple years I went, 2011, 2012, spent about a couple hours in line, two to three. Mm-hmm. And that some sounded people sounded like our first year. Yeah. Oh yeah. But that was some people, con, though. 
SoccerCon. Uh, SoccerCon. I've never had a bad experience with them. We but didn't it have a been... bad experience either, but it was just the fact that we. I guess we it was the line that we were waiting in took a long time. <laughs> it could have been some of the years where I had a comped badge and didn't have to pick it up. Maybe. Um, but and then the worst year, 2013 for Fanime. We were in line for eight and a half hours. Oh, all, all of day zero wasted. God, how do you do that? That's literally like a just a full work day. It's like, like I know, that's, right? That's like having a job. What's your job? I stood in line. Oh. Oh. They they only had like a couple booths for literally thousands of people. Yeah. Oh god. So, lo and behold, something magical changed. The f- next two years, you know how long I waited in line? Two minutes. Ooh. Magical. So hey, let me guess. What about the third year? Uh, this past year, it was two and a half hours again. So I don't know what they're doing wrong. But what do you guys? I mean, have you guys ever had those kinds of experiences? Like where it's gone back and forth at a con or you've waited an insane amount of time or a really quick amount of time? Yes. Tell me those stories. <laughs> Not, well, for me and Tyler, I don't think we've ever really had the big of, big of an issue. The longest I think we've ever waited was our f- first or second year going to SoccerCon, and that was just because it was a really – like they had the – that was back when they were still using like the upper hall as part of the um, – yeah, like, you know, like yeah. the Skybridge? Yeah, like they were <laughs> that, using that true. as registration. Um, and like really – the only reason it was so busy was because we just went there right when it opened, and there was tons of people there. And there's like a nice little grace period where, after it's opened, but before, like I think around supper time, so it's like in between there where it dies off very distinctly, and there's just no one there, and then the rush picks up again. And so you just go at that time where it's just like, okay, there's the rush. Wait like two hours. Go down there, walk in. There's no one in line. You get your stuff. And then you just kind of go. And then you meet up with all your other friends who are kind of showing there at their later after more around 6 o'clock. And you're like, well, I'm bored. I got nothing to do. I already got my ticket. It took me like five minutes. And then you go hang out with them. And then that's when it starts getting busy again because that's when everyone else is showing up. So, yeah. Uh, other than that, I'd say most of the cons we go to are small and very, very uh, immature. Immature? I don't know if that's the right word. Very young. Mm-hmm. baby-like, if you will. So you go to registration, and then you just kind of see a lot of people that maybe have been doing registration for one or two years, so they just they don't know what they're doing. They're like the volunteers are like, uh, uh, come this way, sure. And then they just try and figure stuff out, and then they look kind of like deer in headlights, and it's just like, well, you, you go to enough big cons, and you kind of know what needs to be done even without having to go volunteer or anything like that. And so you're just like there. You're like, yeah, it's just registration. I just need, here's my ID and stuff. You can go in there, get my stuff, and then you kind of go. And then I'll take my bag, and I'll take yeah. my ticket, put it on my and, chest. And it, it looks like the people that are like doing registration are all really nervous and like they want to help, but they don't know how to help because they haven't been doing it much and they haven't been to like any real big cons because there's nothing but small cons around. And there's a lot of small cons where we are because. Yeah, we're uh, we're a conservative country, a conservative province. A bunch of old guys. A lot of old, a lot of old men here. A lot of men, jeans, tucked in collared shirts, lots of stuff in their pocket in the front shirt. Phones on their belts. 
That's you should take pictures and send us so we get a feeling for what Canada's like. That's just Saskatchewan. That's just Saskatchewan. It's like the typical Saskatchewan guy is just like a guy in his 50s, jeans, sandals, maybe socks with those sandals. He's going to have a belt. He's going to have a phone on his belt. He's going to have a collared shirt. It's going to be tucked in. And he's actually going to be using the pocket on that collared shirt. On oh, socks or sandals? Maybe, maybe, sometimes. Ugh, God, I hate it when you got that, that spot that's supposed to go in between your big toe and the toe next to it. Oh, You're but it's not socks. that kind of sandals. They're, these are like the heavy-duty sandals that strap over. Oh. It's always going to be that kind. It's never going to be thong type of sandals. I'm so glad someone still says thong when they mean sandals. I feel like I'm the only person who says that. Well, what else do you call that? Flip-flop? You get to call them flip-flops, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have too many horror stories or anything. I've heard horror stories. I've heard horror stories where, like, they spread out. Uh, like, I heard stories about the previous VidCon where they had literally registration in three different spots all over the con. Wait, VidCon? Yeah. When was this? Was this last year or? This year. Oh, this year. Oh, geez. VidCon just happened. Yeah, I know it just happened. I I follow a lot of people that would go into that. I haven't why, gone Then why do you sound so surprised, Cole? I didn't hear anything about this, so. Oh, yeah, I heard a, I heard a lot of stories about this. Because, like, they had the convention center, and they had spots where you had to, like, have a badge to get into. But it was, like, set up kind of in the center of everything. So you basically had to walk around everything to get to registration but there's like three different registration spots there's like the main one there's another one that was like on the fourth floor of a building on a hotel there's another one that was in some random area and i just hear stories of people going to one then going to the other then going to another one and since there's that whole shooting in orlando security's been really tight so like trying to get anywhere has been a trouble like everyone keeps asking if this person needs to be there and if they don't have a badge or anything like that then they get turned somewhere else because yeah security has gotten tight in a lot of places so i could say hey keep an eye out for any conventions you're going to this year because now security could be really really tight um and really annoying or it couldn't who knows we'll see so that's stuff i know uh does anyone else have anything rob you were about to say something weren't you oh yeah yeah, no, I've uh, I got plenty of them horror stories. Yeah, okay, not really, but I do have a few horror stories. Um, Dane actually went and brought up, kind of as a drive-by shooting there, uh, my personal horror story. Uh, Fanime 2011 uh, flew in on day zero, got in line, was in line for three hours. Then they closed registration, and we were probably still an hour away. Got there... I think an hour and a half before uh, pre-reg went and opened and was in line for about three hours before I went and got in uh, and finally got my badge at that point. And I had pre-registered. This was no at-the-door shopping or anything like that. So that was pretty bad. That one really tested my patience, honestly. I didn't know you in 2011, did I? No, you didn't. Oh, dude, the, the year after... When we were all in line and were about to get our badges, the power went out, so they had to move everyone to the hotel. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's bad. It's really bad. No, that that's the only one that I thought was really abysmal, because that was... Oh, God. I'm trying to remember for the life of me. Um, 
but that was also the year that they didn't have printed schedules. You remember that, Dane? Sorry, you got up for a second. What'd you say? Hmm? Well, that was also the year that they didn't have printed schedules at Fanime. Uh, yeah, I think it was. Yeah. I know they yeah. used Guidebook for a couple of years. I don't remember which years they used Guidebook, though. Yeah, yeah, I remember that one specifically uh, in 2011 because that was my first time there. And the Beat Crusaders were there, and I knew they were, but nobody in my group could go and get Guidebook to go and work because that was the only way that we were able to go and see it. So we found out when their concert was, only to find out that it was the previous day. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, that was that 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 was the absolute worst. And then they broke up shortly after that. I was like, well, that was my one opportunity. Thanks, Fanime. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Thanks, Fanime. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty much my line for that entire weekend. Um, I did enjoy myself for the people, but uh, yeah, organizationally, I wasn't impressed by Fanime that year. Um, well, after the mess up they've done, I mean, you can probably assume that next year will be better. So you should come to 2017. I, I, I'm definitely, it's, uh, it's on my list of potential conventions to go to. So, uh, don't be surprised if you end up with, uh, you know, your buddy Rob in the seat behind you on the airplane. <laughs> um, but that was my only real horror story because I have been in line for long periods of time at these things. But I can't say that I'd really go and call them necessarily bad experiences. My first soccer con, it was the last year at the uh, uh, Seattle uh, Hilton or the SeaTac Hilton and Marriott. Um, was in line for like two and a half hours on that one, but only went for a day. It was Saturday morning. Um, and yeah, they were just overwhelmed with people i mean that was when the convention or the convention had been growing for a long time there but was really starting to hit a fever pitch the next year it went to the convention center i mean that's how big it had gotten and i just didn't know what i was getting into so i can't say i felt you know upset going and being in line for two and a half hours before getting to the registration table no big deal there uh, I've had some soccer cons where I've been in line for more than an hour for pre-reg, um, two hours, the one time that I missed pre-registration by a day. Um, but, you know, when, when it gets to that kind of size there, two, maybe three hours, I totally understand. The only one I can think of that was really bad with soccer con, and I want to say it was either 2010 or 2011, um... That was the first year that our friend James went solo. I didn't have the issue uh, because I was pre-registered, so that was an easy pickup. But I think that year they had moved uh, general registration to like the uh, the Hyatt Hotel, if I remember correctly. They'd gone to a hotel one year, and he said that was the absolute worst, and that he was in line for like five hours. I don't know if that was a real five hours or an exaggerated five hours, but... I remember that year there was a lot of people complaining. I wish I could remember exactly what year it was. See, here's what they need to start doing. They need to do what PAX Prime does. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure, I think a lot of Comic-Cons do this too. They need to mail people their badges. Yeah. No, I think think that would make a lot more sense, especially for something like SoccerCon that goes and cuts off registration a month early. I thought they used to mail badges. They used to. But then they, I maybe it's just co- they were trying to keep costs down. So I suspect that's probably no. part of it. 
honestly, I wouldn't mind paying an extra couple bucks to cover like shipping or whatever just for that convenience. Yeah, seriously. Mm-hmm. Well, especially now that they're going and doing everything uh, via PayPal at this point. I mean, that would be such an easy addition to go and make there. Because it used to be before they started using PayPal for that, for pre-registration, you had to go and do it through their own servers and whatnot. And I can imagine on how that would have been chaos to try to keep track of all that information. I mean, there have been years where people's whole registrations have been lost, and it's like, I hope you have your confirmation email, otherwise you got a problem. Hell, but the, the fact is, the last couple years, like, confirmations don't go out. Yeah, although now it doesn't matter so much because there's so many levels to this because it's confirmed both on the website as well as through PayPal. So there's a dedicated record on both sides. It's very easy to try to match that up versus before your receipt was your confirmation and that was the only thing you had from the website to go and prove it. Exactly. Yeah, that's one thing. I will give SoccerCon a ton of credit because my first couple of years there, actually, you know what, I'll go and say um, my first seven or eight years there, registration especially pre-reg was really stressful because if the registration fell out and you didn't go and have your printed confirmation email that was it and that really was it unless you went and had it saved in your email inbox you know and were able to go to your hotel's business center and be able to print it off i mean those were some really stressful and hard times for people Oh, I totally understand that. Yeah, recent years, it's been a dream by comparison to what it used to be. Oh, totally. I think the longest I've waited in the last couple of years has literally been maybe 5, 10 minutes, 15 at most. Yeah. Oh, God. I, I was still in shock this last year going and just literally walking up to a counter for, excuse me, my pre-reg ticket on day zero. I mean, that was insane. Mm-hmm. It's just like, where... Where is the mass of humanity? There's like three people here. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it's... Sometimes it's like that. It's crazy. Yeah. No, I... That was a weird one, but... Man, I, I can say... I can certainly say, with the exception of Fanime, I mean, those bad days are certainly... Uh, certainly behind me for the most part. Mm-hmm. The only one that's really a problem in terms of registration in my world anymore... It's PAX Prime, and it's just because there's so many people that are trying to get there. Well, considering how popular PAX Prime is... Yeah, so. I mean, it was one thing back when it really was just the Penny Arcade Expo, but that one year that E3 decided, oh, we're, we're just going to be a press-only event, we're not going to have any general access or anything like that, we're going to do it in a big hangar and only allow press to go and come in everybody was going and asking okay well what's going to be the next big consumer press con or uh uh press or uh, not press only convention and there weren't a lot of other ones that were really dedicated to gaming in general and pax Mm. prime was one of the big ones that went and came up that everybody was talking about and sure enough that year a lot of companies went and came to them and went and said, we'd like to go and, you know, purchase some more space this time around. You know, we don't want to just have a booth. We want to go and actually have some exhibition space. And it just exploded over the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we used the Dane, did you go to PAX before it really blew up? I went to PAX for 2014 and 15. Okay, gotcha. So that it was that already was kind after, of blown up. <laughs> yeah, that was after the boom. I, as a Seattle local, there were a lot of jokes you used to hear about PAX. Um, 
and I'm sure you can still find some of the memes going and floating around about uh, human waste bins being set up around the convention center. There were land parties that were set up that would go on entire weekends, and people were literally. You still see this at QuakeCon and uh, conventions like that, where guys will literally go and put a catheter in just so they can go and keep playing. And they had biological waste receptacles that were set up uh, for people to be able to go and dump their stuff. Oh God, it was, it was horrible. The worst part is uh, when the big H1N1 uh, virus scare was going on. I'm trying to remember even what year that was. Um, That convention was linked to the largest outbreak of that bird flu strain uh, in the United States. Oh, I'm not friggin' surprised. Yeah, no, it's just, it was disgusting. And there were, it, it was the joke of Seattle when this convention would go and come around. And now to go and see it having turned into this big uh, general access major press event thing that's become, it's insane for me to think that this is the same convention that people, you know, have you ever seen what a biological waste receptacle looks like? There actually no, is. No, I don't want to know. There's a dedicated format to what these things look like. Aren't they just blue bins? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah they got a little special bins. little logo on They're there. They're usually found outside hospitals. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's... I like how it's, we haven't heard a word from Dane about this. <laughs> I said ew, and I'm just kind of still in shock. Yeah, that's kind of what I was at, too. And everything I'm looking at that's a shade of brown is making me shirk back. (laughs) God, I'm surrounded. I'm in a brown chair! Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. You can't escape it. Okay. Well, that's some interesting stories. Yeah. About registry. Well, so... That's pre-reg. That's like pre-regging and then going and getting your registration done. Do... God, what else? Have you ever talked about like trying to register like other stuff? Like, oh man, the DMV? Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> I, meant, I meant like like trying to we register. We don't have DMV. We, we don't have register DMV. for panels so and stuff. Good. Does anyone have any stories of panels? Like, mm-hmm. trying to figure that stuff out? Let's uh, see. I don't know. I... I could make some comments, but I don't know. The, the panel registration stuff is, especially for SoccerCon, I understand why that's a pretty hotly contested thing, but nothing ever really changes with it because so many people, so many people apply for this stuff and trying to go and pick out, okay, well, who's going to actually do what? Who's got a track record that can actually go and back uh back up the idea that they've got going on it's um i don't know it's a it, it, this is one of those things that's hotly contested but i can't really make a big comment on because i understand why it's so hard to figure out so the other thing about panels that just kind of always bothered me from what i've experienced and what i've seen at least at soccer con has been like the equipment that you request. It's on the form. They'll have like check boxes for like two microphones. Yeah, I need two microphones or an auxiliary cable. And they never seem to get it right for you. And that's like, that's really easy if you have decent organization. 
Well, I so. can, like, but I can at the same time. You have to realize that not like there are a lot of panels going on at the exact same time. Ah, but that should be factored in. They should have their spreadsheet set up where each panel time is, when how many pieces of equipment they have. They should have an inventory sheet that ties into the Excel sheet. Mm, I guess you got a point there. Yeah, I, Soccer Con especially is kind of a weird one as well because they're. I will argue they are about the most strict when it comes to uh, their panels, when it comes to outside equipment. I mean, their rule is absolutely none. I don't Uh, know why that is. Why did they have that? The reason for that, and this goes back more than a decade, um, they've always worked with this same equipment rental company. Uh, well, I shouldn't say always. Oh, I see what this is. Yeah, since they went, yeah, since they went to the first, uh, when they went to the uh, first convention they did at the actual convention center, they've been using this rental company that the convention center goes and lists as one of their partners. They get a better rate that way, and it also goes and ties in better with the insurance uh, agreement that they need to go and sign whenever they do the convention. The problem with it is the first year they did that, there were several microphones that went missing, and they ended up losing a lot of money on those because it's not just, oh, this is the cost of that microphone. It's this is the cost of the microphone you need to go and pay, and you'll lose your entire deposit for the equipment. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a big deal. So they've just decided we're not going to allow any outside equipment because they're sure that's on how stuff got stolen there because people were saying, oh, it's, it's ours. So we're taking it with us because, you know, most wireless microphones kind of look the same with good reason. So that one, I get why that's their policy, but I do feel like there needs to be, because they don't, or because they're so paranoid about stuff going missing and equipment getting damaged and all that stuff, I do feel like maybe there needs to be some exemptions put in for groups that have been doing this for a long period of time or for certain events. Like like us with Cosplay Chess, I mean, there's always a fight to see on how many microphones we can get a hold of. And that's an actual convention-run event that's going on inside of it. Mm-hmm. But. Even then, most of the time, we don't know how many microphones we have until an hour beforehand. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, from where I'm at? That I can definitely get. I definitely get. Yeah. Hmm. Well. That is certainly... Wait a uh, minute, I just thought of something, though, sorry. Then how did, like, our very first year at chess... How the hell did we get away with that then? <laughs> we don't talk about that. Nothing That's happened. Thought. That's what I nothing, thought. Nothing happened. <laughs> nothing That's at all thought. happened. That's what I thought you said. Okay. <laughs> yes. Well, that is a that is an interesting amount of information about registration and the horrors it can produce, but. We should probably move on. <laughs> yes, I think we should yes, do that. Yes, indeed. I've so, been itching to go and do this for a while. Cole, hit the switch! Wait, why can't I hit the switch? I thought I'm I'm in, I, I'm going to hit the switch. Fine, Tyler, hit the switch! Okay, here we go. Set the switch, not the horn. Okay, over here, I got you. switch! No, I, I got this, I got this. Just, just chill. And there. What is a fandom? Movies, TV, 
anime, web series, anything can become one. But the internet has made them into something more. Wars have been fought over whose fandom is the greatest. Families, friendships, and marriages have all been lost in these battles. Every week, we see who has what it takes to be the best. It's Rob's Stone Cold Pick of the Century for this week. Let's see who has what it takes to be it this week. So, God, what is I the... that sound. <laughs> it's been a while since we've done the fandom of the week. I guess. I guess we've had like a... We've had we've had three podcasts that have been or two podcasts, a couple of podcasts, a some amount of co- podcasts that have not had a regular a regular schedule. So it's back, we're fresh, we're in there, we're going, we're doing things. What yes. is the fandom of the week? This time around, the fandom of the week. It's not just a show. It's not just a movie. It's not just a franchise. It's Rooster Teeth Productions. Ooh! Yay! Yep. Do do do. Yes, those guys. Most of you know for just going and doing machinimas. They do other stuff too. In case you weren't aware, how dare you go and assume that they only do one thing? How dare you? After all these, do they years? really do machinimas anymore? It seems like that's something they just—that's the least thing they do. That now it is, yeah. <laughs> No, but I can't tell you on how many people I go and say Rooster Teeth, and they go, "What the red versus blue guys?" Well, yeah, yeah well, it's definitely true. Part, I mean, that's yeah, they're I mean, most famous for. Well, yeah, actually, not anymore. Definitely. I mean, not taking anything away from that, but it's like, yeah, you've got that. You've got Rooster Teeth animation. You've got Laser Team. Uh, you've got Funhouse Achievement Hunter. Just as their various play channels they're going and doing now. You've got the RTX convention. You've got Ruby, which I know. <laughs> I know there's a lot of loyal fans. I don't know why that one hasn't picked up better. I'm still confused by this, but it's really, I think it's picked big up in the anime scene. Anime scene is huge. Yeah, I, it's it is picked up. It, it is. It, it's definitely picked up. It's getting there finally. But God, I mean, we all thought that was going to be huge that first year. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know what you've been looking at, man. Everything I've seen, I've just seen people latch onto that. It yeah, did take nope. some time. The humor was good, but the first year, also part of their animation, they wouldn't animate every single character. They would only animate the main characters that have black silhouettes. So it seemed almost kind of cheap. But I think yeah. once they had you know, a bigger budget for that stuff, they were able to animate everything. Yeah, because I know they were making a big deal after the first season went and finished because uh, they were starting to move into DVD production because they had already worked out a deal with a DVD publisher, the same guys who published the Red versus Blue DVDs. And they were wondering, do we really keep this going when their uh, best uh, or when the uh, most watched video they had on their YouTube channel uh, only had like 96,000 views or something like that. They're like, do we keep this going? I'm glad they did because now it's getting into the millions finally, but it's like I don't understand why that one wasn't a bigger hit right off the bat, considering the sheer amount of hype that was behind it. Let's come around again. For, mm. I, I don't know. Like, I feel like everything I watched of Red, uh, Ruby, I was excited for, and then it paid off. Like, it was, it, it felt very anime, and then I felt people latched onto it, and I was seeing, like, cosplays of it, and people were talking about it. And, so... 
Yeah, I mean, it seems like once season two really got started, I, I don't know, maybe people gave it another chance or something. I'm not really sure, but I mean, it's definitely yeah, turned into something three. now, but... Yeah, I'm worried, though, it might feel like Game oh, of Thrones. Yeah, That's just my concern. <laughs> yeah, no, especially after that uh, last season finale. After season uh, three, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, we're, yeah. We're, uh, I'm still well, not get, right. I'm still not right. They got Ruby Chibi now. Yeah. Hey, I have not watched that yet. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like little, it feels like, you know, how they have anime and then after, like, the credits or something, they'll have, like, a little five-minute thing on some animes, and they all go chibi, and it's, like, something kind of more adorable. It's it's like that. So, like, they're they're short, and they're short little, like, the whole, um, a whole episode itself is, like, only, like, ten minutes, and then they're, like, little 30-second clips of, like, little antics that they're doing. Uh so. To be totally honest, like the only things I've really ever watched of Rooster Teeth is like I think I maybe watched like two or three sessions of um, like season, sorry, of Red vs Blue, and then a couple random videos. I think like Minecraft or just different achievement hunter stuff. Really, I remember you were really into Red vs Blue. I wasn't really. It's just that you were kept talking about it, so I watched it. Hmm, is that right? Because that's how I got started. It's like I was watching Red vs. Blue. Mm -hmm. I watched it when it was airing, and that was that. And it's been that forever. And then they started things like Achievement Hunter and Let's Plays. And and then I was always watching... Uh, uh, they got lots of things now. They're, like, expanding. So their whole Let's Play is, like, just a whole franchise. And then they got, like, sub-franchises of, like, under Let's Play is Achievement Hunter, Funhouse, Screw Attack, Kind of Funny... Uh, the creatures. Who else? There's got to be more, and they're just like kind of building a big family thing, and yeah. so it's like it's like a franchise now. Uh, Pretty much, yeah. And they came out with a movie. They're coming out with a whole You're lot. Of, like I think they've been a franchise for a long time now. Ah, uh, not like technically, yeah. Like a franchise doesn't have to be big to be a franchise, but. Um, it feels more franchising now. Like it feels like a parent company with a whole bunch of sub companies underneath it. Where before it was like its own little just single company, production company. Um, so it's definitely grown. They have a whole lot more live action stuff. Like I remember when they were like just dabbling in live action and they weren't really sure about doing that. And now one of the most things they do, they just started a new one called day five where it's just like when people go to sleep they die and it's like a drama and suspense and then they also they also came out with a movie they came out with laser team what else did they have they still got red versus blues going on they got ruby that's another one they got all their let's play stuff which they have expanded very very big like uh i'm a big fan of big fan of funhouse i like their stuff their kind of target audience is like people in their 20s, like 18 to 35 is like their target audience where yeah. Achievement Hunter is more like people in their teens. Because uh, I kind of stopped watching Achievement Hunter and started watching more Funhouse than anything. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm the exact same way. I started with Achievement Hunter and then, then I discovered Funhouse and it's like, I like Bruce. Bruce <laughs> makes me laugh. Because, well, I, was, I always watched... Uh, Inside Gaming Daily, 
uh, and that was that was them. That's they yeah. they started that, so they were always in Machinima, and then they left. And I was like, oh shit, where are they going? And I was like, they're creating Funhouse with Rooster Teeth. I was like, what the fuck? I I I know that 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 they're going somewhere where I know they're going. So them becoming Funhouse was like very. I guess I was there from day one from them being Funhouse because I watched them move from Inside Gaming Daily to Funhouse from Machinima to Rooster Teeth. So yeah, uh, it's I, I like them. They're, they 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 say a lot of bad stuff, uh, but they're they're shooting for like a more adult target audience. So they make me laugh. I guess you like Bruce, all his farts. Yep. I like Lawrence. Lawrence is funny. Oh. Lawrence is great too. Uh, honestly, they all are. I mean, James, Elise. I mean, the the whole bunch is crazy. Yeah, yeah. They're they're very they're characters. Well, like they, they've talked about that before. Where like they're not like that in real life. Where they just when you're a character who's on screen, then you have certain um, aspects of a your character, and then you just accentuate them. You make them bigger than what they actually are. Yeah. So, you got Adam, who's just always depressed and sad about stuff. I don't know. It's okay. That's that's that. That's just that's just Funhouse. We're not even talking about fun. We're talking about Rooster Rooster Teeth in general. Um, yeah. Well, I, got, I guess I guess is it safe to say that Funhouse would be your favorite of the Rooster Teeth projects or productions? Uh, there, Tyler. I guess like it's up there. Um, like I like that. I like a million dollars, but I like immersion. Uh, I listen to a lot of their podcasts. Um, they got a new one called Camp Camp. I'm watching that. Day 5 is new as well. Uh, did I ever say Ruby? I already said Ruby many times. Um, Slow-mo guys, I guess that's part of it too, isn't it? On the Spot, that's a really good show. On the Spot. Uh, Ten Little Roosters, that was a fun one. Like I don't know, they just do a lot of live action stuff now. And it's kind of weird because, like, like, like I said, when they started, they they did a lot of live action shorts, and they were just kind of dabbling in it. And now that's that's just a big thing they do now. Um, oh, Rooster Teeth Animated Adventures. That's another one. That's another thing. Mm-hmm. They just do lots of stuff now. Yeah, I mean, they've turned into a media empire. They really have. Yeah. Does anyone else have anything else to say, or else I'm just end up going to keep talking? Someone I got else. nothing. I got nothing. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not a big enough fan for Rooster Teeth to keep to talk about it. So you got the no. You got the no where they have lots of like just information about stuff. Uh, so you can just be in the no, so you can watch the no and be in the no. Uh, yeah. Shit. Goddamn. That's Rooster Teeth right there. Who? Well, here's the questions. How did how did you learn about Rooster Teeth? What what did you watch? What 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 got you? Red versus page? blue. Red versus mm-hmm. blue. Red versus blue. Back before even season two was out, I watched season one and two. Um, I think season three is when they went to Halo Two. Oh yeah, that's yeah. when I stopped because it just didn't look as good, and some of the color shades changed, and I couldn't figure out really who was who. I don't remember so them I... being seasons back then. I just remember it was just like episode one, two, three, and it just kept going. Oh, I bought a DVD thing with them. Yeah. Oh, I I think I got their I think I got the DVD pack like the remastered one, but like I I watched it when it got aired. Like I was it'd be it air on their site and you go watch it through like either Quick Time or what was the other one? It was like there was only two options. You could download uh, it. 
real what player. Was it? was it Macromedia Shockwave? Was that the other one they were doing back then? Maybe. God. Yeah, I mean, I always did it in quick time because then I could go and actually download the videos. Yeah. Uh, and then I ended up buying the DVDs anyway, so it was like, why, why did I bother with all of that dial-up bandwidth? Well, it was like, they basically went to 100 episodes, and that was it. Um, once they hit 100, that's like where they ended it. And then they had like five different endings for that. And then they started going into uh, all that... Uh, I want to say it was more suspenseful drama stuff, but then it was still kind of funny because... No, it was so because uh, it still had the humor, but they added the whole other characters of of the uh, uh, freelancers, and then that was like more drama wise, where it was like people killing people, and there was like a mystery to solve. But then they jump back to like the characters from Blood Gulch, and then they just be doing stupid stuff like they're always doing. So, but then it became they added like background plot. There weren't just some people in a blood in a box canyon fighting each other and they're just stupid people it was like oh no wait a second it was all set up there it was it was all orchestrated everything you know is a lie uh so yeah I yeah mean, uh, that's that's that, red versus blue yeah red, red versus blue is such a weird one because that's also where i got into it uh i came in about halfway through the uh first season because uh, i somebody showed me one of the psas that they had done uh back when i was i yeah, that was huh. in high school. Okay. Uh, yeah, I saw one of those, and I was just like, wow, I don't know who these characters are, but that was actually some funny writing. And then he told me what it all was, and I started looking into them and started watching, and that that was a lot of fun, and it definitely started to waver a little bit as it went along for a while there. Um, and then, you know, it stopped at season five, and it was like, oh, well, that was a fun ride. And then, yeah, just there was a lot of pause, and then suddenly they were back, and it was just like, wait, really? I mean, it felt like they ran out of ideas, and I will say, season six and seven were definitely a little, little rough to go and get through, but now I fully appreciate why and encourage anybody to go and suffer through them, because that was a setup to a real story. You can tell that the first couple of seasons they didn't really know where they were going so much. There's a lot of little inconsistencies in the first couple of seasons that they just iron out in the later ones. It's such an interesting thing. Cause I think it was just kind of a for fun project that they knew that they could go and profit off of initially. Uh, that whole machinima concept was just starting to get popular when they first started doing it. And then it, I don't know how they really brought it back and turned it into something, but it's still going strong today. I, don't think it's probably one of their strongest things anymore, but God help me. I mean, I, I still love red versus blue. There's, there's nothing that's going to get me to stop watching those guys. As long as they keep making videos, as long as my buddy Sarge is still around, I'm, I'm going to keep following that magnificent red bastard. <laughs> uh, him and his shotgun. Yep. <sighs> yeah. Uh, it's a, uh... There, there isn't like a season. Season fourteen is airing right now. Yeah. Um, but it's like it's all one-off stories. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a solid story. It's just like there's an episode of story is kind of its own thing. Um, but they're more funny than anything, and they're just like weird. Yeah, just weird funny stories. Uh, 
but it's going and like yeah it's not really the most it's kind of hard to say that it's not the most popular I'd say right now but they just have a lot of shows now yeah it's it's crazy so and it's a lot of it's live action a lot of live action stuff are we talked about talked out about this or should we start going to the other stuff uh, the, the only thing I gotta go and ask, and this is a uh, group vote here, um, who thinks we need to uh, beat Cole for not being a fan of these guys? I, I I'm not saying that I'm not a fan. It's just I'm not. A, I'm not. I'm, I don't go crazy for it. I'm like, oh, nope. I think they're interesting, but no, no, Cole, Cole, the vote has been done. We're, we're just gonna have to beat you until the next vote is brought up. So you know, just yeah. uh, prepare yourself. After the podcast, we will begin. Yeah, beating All until right. next vote. And then the next vote, it'll probably be beating after that as well, because, well, that's just, Even if it's that's just how it goes. We keep asking you about things that you haven't seen or don't like or something like that, and then you keep telling us things that we don't want to hear, and then we just beat you. Yeah, you assume wow. this was a democracy. It's really a dictatorship. We're, we're just trying fact. to make it feel like that. Yeah. You want to make it seem fair. Exactly, exactly. It's, it's all about the illusion of fairness. Anyway, I, I I don't think we got anything left to go and say. Tyler, yeah. you want to uh, you want to get your boys in? Oh, okay. Let me do you remember up. the Do you remember the activation to, for them to start digging themselves out? Activation to start. What are they? Robots? Call? Come on now. What? Yeah, I we they haven't been called in several weeks. How the hell? They, maybe they thought they got fired. They're zombies. They don't exactly like care about work. They just they just come up and then they're there and then they they're here and then they work and they they play their music. If if you were a mission, musician, you'd understand that it's not it's, it's it's like when you die, but you still play your music because that's what you do. You just you just play music, man. You just, you just live. You do that. You die. And you keep doing it. It's not about being paid. It's not about having a job. Oh, no, they're playing too quickly now. Okay. Now, they're setting up. They're going. What you got to do is this is the trick. You take a hammer, not a hammer. What am I saying? A shovel. <laughs> There's a secret code. You go up to the third gravestone on the right. On the right. On the, the right. Left. Okay. The right. If you go what to if the I, left. What if, one, I, what if I go to the one on the left? Do you like your orifices still connected to your body? Yes. Don't go to the one on the left. Okay. okay. Go to the one on the right. Right. You take the shovel. You hit it once. You wait once. five seconds. You hit it okay. again. You hit it two times after that. Okay, so I wait five you wait. seconds. I'm, done. I'm not done. Okay. You wait seven more seconds. Then you hit it once again. If something happens, or if they start coming out, then you did it right. If nothing happens, you should run. Just, just run as fast as you can. Don't ask questions. Just run. Okay? Here they are. They're coming. You did it correctly. Good job, Cole. Way to go. Yay! Uh, they're digging out of the ground. They're ready to go. Now, let's hear this. Let's see them. They're setting up. They're ready. And ah, it's time for Tyler's Anime Corner. Now, once a week, I, Tyler, ask a question about anime. And my friends come up with the anime to fit that question. Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's scary. Sometimes it's just plain weird. But what it always is is very revealing. This week's question is, what anime would you like to see in a live-action movie? Movie or anime? Whatever. 
Let's see what my friends come up with in this week's Tyler's Anime Corner. Okay. There you go. There's your option. Thanks, guys. They're doing their thing. There's sl- slumps are over. Bye. Don't, pay, don't, don't look at him. Don't look at him. I'm not looking at him. I'm just saying bye. Okay. <laughs> Cause you, since you're the one who tapped and called them up, if you look at them when they leave, they might see that as like an aggressive stance, and they might attack you. Uh-huh. I know you don't have any brains, but that really doesn't mean nothing to them. Because it's now just a, a thing of principle. It's just about principle, really. Okay. Really? Okay. What anime would you like to see in live action? As a movie, uh, anime in itself. I okay. would love to see an anime into a live action movie of Bacano. Bacano. Mm. Or Bacano, or however it's pronounced. I have pronounced kinda... Bacano. Bacano. Have you, uh, um, have you guys seen it? I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. I like it. Uh, yeah, you it's, see how that would make a good movie. That would. Um, I like that. I like Bacano because it is also in the same world as uh, um, Durarara. I Interesting. need to see Durarara. You haven't seen it? It's in the same world. Um, oh, good. So, oh, that's, how many years take place afterwards? Well, I guess. Uh, when does that take place? Uh, it takes place in kind of modern time. So okay, so at least a hundred years. I think it passed. No, because the pussy, like the pussy, pussy willow. Is that the name of the train? The flying pussyfoot, flying pussyfoot. So. Yeah. Um, like that ended in like the 1920s. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah, because I like that. There's like three story, three stories. There's three stories happening in. Bacano, and they're all kind of intertwined in each other, and then they kind of meet up at the end. Um, I think the train part is in about the 1920s because it's all about gangsters and kind of prohibition era. Is it the 1920s? No, oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's like uh, it's around there. It's like it's like gangsters in like where they have Tommy guns and and fancy cars like that and. So, and I'm just imagining like all the action scenes would be really cool incorporating. You got the train scenes and that arc that goes on, and just oh, it's, I love stuff with like anime mafia. Well, here's another thing: Isaac and Mira. Yep, they have a cameo in Do I Ra Ra. Ooh, Ooh right. I'm excited. Yeah, it's small, but it's there because those two were probably the best of that show. They were the absolute best. And then then Firo. Yeah, yeah. All right, who else has some uh, some animes they want to see into a movie? Well, uh, Dane, describe the show, because I, clearly I know what it is, but the viewers oh. might. So describe what okay. happens to it. Yeah. Oh, God. Let's see if I can remember. Um. It starts off where some old guy is talking to some young girl, and then all of a sudden... It that sounds so out. good to start off <laughs> yeah. with. And it breaks off to somebody else's story, and they basically shoot up another library, and you think they're dead, but they're not. And then it goes back in time a little further... Some more stuff happens where these two people are trying to steal stuff, and they're really funny thieves... And then they meet the guys who got shot, and then there's a train. The end. Yeah. 
Oh, it's in the 1930s. Yes, that's what it is. Chicago. You might have a better memory of it than I do. Yeah. Uh, well, why? Why would? Why would you like to see that as a live action? Just because of the action scenes, or the, a lot of the scenes. A lot of scenes seem super doable without seeming like super fake. So, like, if you take an anime, like. I don't know, like a hero one, like Saitama. You know how corny that's going to look, trying to animate all that stuff? People like insane punches and flying around. It's going to look kind of dumb, honestly. Yes, true. So with Bacano, it's it's more realistic. It's basically, there's a train fight, stuff on a train. That's super. You've seen that in like James Bond. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's real. It's, it's like a 1930s gangster movie. Uh, with a lot of kind of mystery and and a bunch of intertwining stories of like different people, um, and it's kind of good in that aspect. But there's like also some supernatural aspect to it that there's a bunch of them that are immortal. Yes. So it, it feels really straight up normal, and then also that they're immortal. There's some things of that. There's some new super, supernatural into it, even though it's like a gangster movie. Um, and I, I liked how it was written. I liked how they each character has like its own stories, and like it's they can basically it's, there's like three events that happen in the entire thing, and these events are pretty short, but it keeps going to like different characters' perspective of these events, and then you learn a whole lot through it that way. So, and it kind of jumps around the timeline a little bit. So. You kind of learn them. You learn the origins. You learn what's happening on the the pussyfoot, and then you learn what happens of like after that. Um, yeah, so it's good. I, I like how it's written. It's written really well. Durarara is written about the same way, uh, same people, same universe, same characters. So um, where it's like kind of more modern day gangs, though, of like kind of teen gangs. And so that's got that in there, and then they've got intertwining stories of everyone, but then it's also got the like supernatural aspect to it. So I think in that aspect, I'm going to say mine's going to be Durarara, because that would also work equally as well, because it's written, well, it's written exactly the same. It's by the same people and everything. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, from the scenes I've seen with uh, Dorara, it definitely seems like, you know, just like Bacano, where it seems like it could be made into a live-action movie really easily. Yep, yep, because it's a lot of, there's, there's some plot there, and you just got to have to see the characters, and, like, the characters are just going through things, and it's, and it's just situations, and it's just, it's all about the writing in it. So it's it's not, it's not... Uh, dependent on the action scenes and crazy stuff happening, even though it has supernatural aspects in it. Um, so uh, some of the supernatural of it could could get ruined, but there it wouldn't happen so often that you need to do it. Because like in Durarara, there's a guy who's like super strong and can like throw stuff. Um, so he's like, oh, he's he's in like a bar tender vest with a bow tie and sunglasses and always like carrying throwing like vending machines and pulling uh, signs out of the ground with like concrete and using them as weapons um so that's a character yeah it's like insane power that's ridiculous yeah and then there's the other character who is like a uh a headless rider who's on a bike but she's always wearing a helmet so the doulahan yeah there you go rob knows 
Uh, and she's got some powers, but she doesn't use them as much. And when she does, then that's when you'd see the cheesy. Uh, it probably wouldn't even be that cheesy. Probably be really easy to do for special effects. So yeah, I think that'd be good. Because it's all about writing for those ones. Those ones are just all written really well. So, yeah. That's mine. Kind of goes off of Dane's. Because I kind of agree with him. Yeah. Cole, what do you got? Cole? Cole? What do I got? Sorry, I was muted because of my other people in the room doing other stuff. Uh, but anyways. Stuff. Um, sexy stuff? No. Unless no? you consider a playing Arma sexy stuff. Survey says? Uh, I guess it's not sexy stuff. Yeah. We would have anyway. accepted high fives below the table. Anyway, for myself, I don't know. Because of my humongous uh, array of watched anime, (laughs) um, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna have to take uh, my yes, my my repertoire of watched anime. I hope the sarcasm is coming through. We we gotta go. Go. But anyways, <laughs> um, I would have to say either Sword Art Online. I'd, I'd like to see how they do that. Because I think that would actually be kind of interesting. Yeah, visually I could see how that could be kind of interesting, yeah. Yeah, because vis- visually I think it would be kind of cool. It, for me personally, if it's... Because I can kind of see that kind of being Matrix-style-ish, but not as exaggerated. I think yeah. you kind of get what I'm talking. I'm going. I'm thinking. Yeah, fantasy. It's like kind of fantasy. I don't know. I feel like Sword Online will just turn into like uh, the live action movie that they have done of Attack on Titan. Yeah. Um, other than that, as funny as it sounds, and and as dumb as it would probably be, Food Wars. Food Wars. <laughs> that would be kind of cool. I wonder if they can make the food look as good in real life, though. Yeah, that's the only issue. I can see God. that being like a Korean drama or something, like an <laughs> series. <laughs> food Wars. Oh, that'd be funny. I don't know. I want. I I just wonder if the food would ever be as like as tasty as it does look in the anime it's like man it looks it looks it looks so tasty in the anime that I just never exist that I expect that to be real in real life well that means we have to go out we have to buy the cheap discounted meats and make an amazing dish out of it take pictures and then eat it and then report our findings on the next podcast wow you're ingenious isn't that what Instagram was we just post food the hell is Instagram? Oh, uh, a thing? Don't worry about it. You kids and your Twitters and your Instagrams. <laughs> okay, hey, Mr. Dave, F- you're attached to a Twitter now. Remember that. Your escalators and your artificial insemination. This, so yeah, you're, you're attached to our personal Facebook, our Twitter, which hasn't... I don't you have a Twitter? We God tweet damn. things? <laughs> when was the last time we tweeted something? Tell me. Tell me right now. Looking at it right now, actually... Glad I'm not the only one who didn't know this. It's new. 
I mean, pretty much just set it up because we're gaining enough of a popularity. Yes. To that one. We haven't tweeted yet. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Suck it. Yep, that's right. Eventually, we'll tweet something, and it'll be awesome or disappointing, depending on what you think of us. Exactly. Oh, I've I've taken over like the Facebook one because no one else has. So, yeah. I've been busy. I feel like I'm just saying she should now, which is like uh, Mandarin for uh, thank you. you. Just post jokes on there. <laughs> okay, so, Cole, you got your food animes and you've got your sort out online. Yeah, pretty much. You gotta watch more anime. I know. But, oh, yeah, by the way, season two of, of sort of Food Wars is coming out pretty soon. Oh, is it? When? When is this? Tell me now. I'm looking at it right now here. Uh, Tell me when it airs. Summer? No, it's it, summer's over. Um, Food Wars is coming out. Hold on. Let me look here. Food Wars. You're already looking. Keep looking. Go. Quick. I need to know these things. I'm yes, looking. Tyler needs to know when all anime are premiering so that he can watch them all in real time. Man, I was watching a whole lot of anime this season. Like, there is there is a lot of stuff airing for this, this chunk of time. What is this? Are we in spring? Season 2, 13 episodes, two days from now. Two days from now? Yeah. Shit, this weekend? Yep, on shit, the second. Shit, shit, dog, shit. Okay. Well, and, now and unfortunately, that. future people, uh, people in the in the future, that is like last week. <laughs> that was a while. Yeah, okay, so we've learned something new. Cole has provided something. Everyone, clap! Woo! You yeah. get one slap on my table. There you go. Okay, Cole done. has provided something. Yay! To the but anime. anyways, that's that's fancy. That's it's not happens. That doesn't happen too often. So, food wars. So, Season two coming out Saturday or last Saturday for the per people listening to this when this comes out. Uh, cool. Yeah. Now, as tradition, uh, Cole, you would take over quickly telling about your game table while we skip over Rob. So no, where's Rob? Oh, I'm sorry. Do I actually get to speak? Yes, yes you do. You do. Crazy. Huh? Oh, my God. Oh my god, I made myself up a hot chocolate good to go and uh, console myself. Uh, guess I gotta throw this out the window now. Yeah. And I just Watch out for free. the person. Never mind. <laughs> Sorry! No, you're not. Don't no, That's why you never walk in your dog at night. So. Just be glad it right. wasn't your girlfriend coming to visit. Oh, thank god, what? no. What anime would you like... I didn't like... throw coffee on her. What anime would you like seeing in live action? Okay, so this is one that probably won't surprise anybody, and I'm going to sound like I'm just following trends, but I have a reason why I want to see this one made into a live-action movie. So I'm surprised. I really want to see a One Punch Man movie. <laughs> so, about being unrealistic. Okay, okay, hold on. Yeah. Okay, go. No, no, hold on, hold on. Here's the reason why. Because about roughly 37 weeks ago, I started watching the current Common Rider series, Common Rider Ghost. And from episode one, I've been screaming that, hold on, what's his name? That 
actor Takayuki Yanagi, who goes and plays the character of Onari, one of the Guardian characters on Kamen Rider Ghost, needs to play Saitama in a live-action version of One Punch Man. Like, I don't care if he actually punches anything. I just need to see this guy in that stupid outfit. You're just saying that because he's bald. No, no, no. Look at the guy and his expressions. He He is the perfect casting for Saitama. And even though they have not officially announced a live-action movie, there is a petition going around Japan right now that has like 100,000 signatures to get him to go and play Saitama. Oh, wow. I don't know. This Mm. This one might actually happen. But I've been saying that for months now. It needs to happen. I really need to watch one punch. Yeah, yeah, you do. Go for it, Cole. Just watch it right now. Start. Yeah, I can't. yeah just we'll, we'll skip over the uh, the gaming table this this uh, no. week. You, no. you need to go and get caught up. Oh, Dane, did you watch some uh, Hero Academia? I powered through all of that. I already made an AMV and I finished it today for it. There you go. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> go to my Facebook wall and you'll see it. Okay, I will. Yeah. I'll, so, I'll include a link. <laughs> good suggestion, then, I say. Good suggestion. Yes. It's so good. Yeah. Like, it's like oh. if you had Saitama and Tiger and Bunny combined, you'd get <laughs> Boku no Hero Academia. Yep. <laughs> I'm only up to episode five, and I want more. Jeez, Dane, you didn't tell us that you were streaming. Streaming? What? Right now? No, 20 hours ago. Oh, yeah, I stream. <laughs> but I passed out shortly after. <laughs> okay. That's Dane. Time to send me a friend request on PSN. I'll have to ask you about this new game of yours before we, before we move on to the table. But sure. anyway. No, we do that well, in the table. If you're talking about yeah, we'll games. We'll do that in the table, I mean. You do that in the table, physically yes. inside the table. Yes, I'm going to yeah. turn into a ghost and go into the table and then start asking questions. Okay. Yeah. That, 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 that's canon now. Common Rider Ghost answer to these things, wouldn't it? That's <clears throat> canon now. Cole becomes a table when he talks about games. Okay. Somebody okay. animate that and send it to our email. That's soccerrangerspodcast yep. at gmail.com. So the gaming table is Cole, and it's just a table, and Cole's transformed into a table. So should I start the theme? Should do it. Transform right now. Do it. I don't know how to transform into a table. You're all your did it. Look here. I'll get I'll give you the music. I'll give you the music. Ready? Three, Go. two, one. Oh jeez, I'm a table. Look at that. Hey, do you like video games, board games, role-playing games, just literally any type of game you can think of? Well, welcome to the gaming table. Where we're gonna talk about all those things and more. Ranging from the topics such as new releases, current events, social trends, and old favorites. So if any of that interests you, then let's see what you bring to the table. God, that just sounds so much better than that creepy basement stuff that was going on before. Yeah, like, I know. I agree, Unfortunately, too. that that trap door to the basement is still there because it's now also canon, so we can't get rid of it. It's just going to yeah. be there. Don't open it. It's just a trap door in the like in in the void. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, we have now locked. We got some chains locking it down. Yeah, uh, so. I bought one of those awesome huge padlocks. Yeah. Uh, I hope that will keep whatever is in there at bay. Yeah. I don't know. I heard creepy jazz music the other day, and it's kind of freaking me out again. 
Just just ignore it. Just ignore it. Okay. So but we put it in the we built the gift shop around it. I mean, we had to have thought better than this. We put the gift shop on top of it. Yes. Oh, why did we do that? I don't know. Actually, we built the we kind of built the the gift shop nearby it, and because it's a void, the trapdoor kind of and the gift shop kind of floated near to each other, and the gift shop kind of now hovers above the above the the trapdoor. Okay. I see. Okay, that that's yeah, that's, that would explain it. I didn't remember floor. having that in the original floor plan. Gravitational. It's the floor. void. Where's the? There's a floor plan in the void. Mm. Well, it kind of was, and then we have a floating dead quicksilver that just comes up occasionally because that's also canon. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So we've got okay, a table. Then, so let's. So I, I've, I've renamed in the dock. Mm-hmm. What? 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 What dock? what dock? What? Do we have a dock? Do we have a boat? Nice. Yes, we have we a boat a dock it's as well. off to the side. <laughs> just a dock just like floating off somewhere, not connected to anything. But anyway, so welcome to Cole the Gaming Table. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best rewrite ever. <laughs> Cole the Gaming Table. He is the table. Uh, gaming so Table? This... Cole is the table? <laughs> <laughs> so this week we're talking about uh, new IPs that you're looking forward to in the next year and a bit. Considering a lot of the new IPs are coming out either to the, the beginning of 2017 or in the later half of 2016. We'll just keep it right to 2016. Mm, yeah, we new can IPs do both. Of 2016. No, because then I can't talk about the game I want to talk about. What game do you want to talk about, Cole? Um, I want to talk about Kingdom Come. Oh. Mm. When does that come out? Deliverance. It, it, the, it doesn't have an official release date, just 2017. Hmm. But have you, have you guys looked at some of the um, releases for it? Like some no. of the like trailers. It's, consen- it's considered to be one of the most realistic medieval games that there is. Because it uses like, the, the way they do it is like, apparently like, like authentic fighting technique, authentic clothing, and authentic like like progression. Like as close as they can come to like exact the way it should be. So, and apparently it started out as a crowdfund. That I did not know. Well, okay. And it was apparently crowdfunded by 62,000 people. For the kids at home who are drinking, uh it's a drink every time Cole says, apparently. But yeah, yep. that's the game I wanted to talk about. And it's, from what I can see, just from the trailers that I've watched, it's quite interesting. It was real, it was talked, it was first announced back last year at E3 2015. Was and it's it? by CryEngine. Sorry, Warhorse. Kingdom Come Deliverance. Yep. Did I just not watch any trailers for this? Did, did this not pique my interest? Maybe it wasn't the most hugely promoted thing. I'll say that much. I think it, uh, to me personally, it just looks interesting. It's open world, realistic RPG style. So, by Warhorse Studios. <sighs> yes, not by Cry Engine. No, that the Cry Engine is the engine they use. Yes, there you go. That's better. Okay. Hmm. I don't know. Apparently, sixteen square kilometers of real world landscaping. That's another drink right there. I just, I, I got nothing. I haven't. I just. I don't know. It looks interesting to me. 
So I'm going to try it out when it comes out. Okay. And we'll report There's back you. then. <laughs> Role-playing. Role-playing of a medieval kingdom of Bohemian. Bohemia. Bohemia? Bohemia. 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 Imperial state of the whole in Roman Empire. Focus on a historical, accurate, and realistic content. Yep. Yeah, okay. it looks like it was pushed back because it was supposed to come out this summer. Was it? Yeah, that's what the original E3 trailer said. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I'll see when it comes out, I guess. Exactly. So, um... Uh... How about Dane? Dane, what do you want to talk about? I want to talk about Detroit. Become human. I uh, that saw that coming. Really good. So how about that trailer? I it like way it. different than I thought it would be like. Yeah, because there were two trailers. There was the teaser they released with was the girl showing yeah. the world of all these robots, right, or cyborgs. That was a while ago. Yeah. Then they released this one. So I don't know if they're At still E3? keeping the. I think it was E three. Yeah. So I don't know if they're still keeping the idea of the girl, or if it's going to be branching stories. Kind of like how you un- choose, or maybe you choose, yeah. Or it could be like Until Dawn, where you had a set part with each character. Maybe, yeah. Um, if, if you ask, if if you if the way that they were doing it, it kind of reminds me of La Noir. Yeah, yeah, La Noir, Heavy Rain, um, that stuff. It's basically kind of similar, but this one, from what they showed in this new trailer, there's at least six different paths on the first conflict that it showed him encountering. It looked like more, if you ask me. Yeah, it could be more. It was like, there was at least six. Yeah. So, in until games like Until Dawn, Until Dawn had where you had two possible outcomes, possibly maybe three. Um, now, some of those impacted later choices. But this one, this is just the one, the one choice, right? Or the one event that you're handling with all these different things you can do. So, I'm really excited to see the rest of this game and to play the rest of this game and to just see how much time and planning went into these different branching paths. Now, yeah, I mean, th- this one is such an interesting thing because I've been a fan of that particular studios and I still don't know how to go and pronounce it. Quantic dreams. I, I don't, I don't know how to pronounce it to save my life, but they've done a lot of interesting games with choice options and they've never, with the exception of a couple of things, felt like the choices were that impactful necessarily to the storyline until later conclusions were met. That trailer they showed off at E3, completely different than the previous stuff they've done. Every choice really does have a real-world impact on what's going on in those real-time events. That is so exciting to see from these guys. I, I Robert, can't wait it's for that Quantic. It's Quantic. Quantic, Okay. I cheated and used a Google Translate and made and made the computer say it. <laughs> Good enough for me. Quantic dreams, that's it. <laughs> but yeah, that's oh, Dane, you and me. We're thinking the same way on that one. I can't yeah. wait. Yeah, I'm stoked. I don't know when it's gonna be released though. Uh, yeah, they knowing... didn't really talk about it, did they? Yeah. No. That that's a that's a studio. I remember when they announced Heavy Rain and then suddenly they went and said, you know. It's coming out next month. Wait, what? <laughs> You've been teasing me for two years on this, and now suddenly it's just coming out. No, no lead-in or anything like that. It's just hey, I won't complain about that if they release oh, exactly. the game. And I'm, yeah, no, that's awesome. it. They did, and they did the same thing with Beyond Two Souls as well. 
Now, what I think about, like, with the Detroit is how it was, like, originally just, like, a test footage. Like, there was just testing the PS3, and then people got really excited about it, and then they were like, no, this isn't the game. Don't don't think this is a game. It's just test footage. And then they showed it again, and it was like, oh, yeah, it actually is a game now. And then the footage they kind of showed was felt like a like it was like a uprising like of the androids being a um uh having some kind of android revolution and some kind of uprising and now this new trailer where it's like a whole bunch of different themes but i'm still stuck on the now it's just like there seems to be i think the whole story is going to be about androids no longer being seen as things and then they're going to kind of revolt and get past that and so I feel like you might either play that character who you're some kind of detective and then you're going to get entwined in some kind of robot android revolution and I kind of feel like that's what it's mostly going to be about is you're going to be it might be like LA Noir a whole lot and then you're going to kind of go down this rabbit hole of like learning about uh, the androids wanting to revolt and be seen as have rights opposed to just objects and you might have some kind of moral choices to pick from and seeing what's true and what's wrong. And uh, that really does interest me because I really liked L.A. Noir, and I would be very down for them to come out with another L.A. Noir. And if this is like that, then I will go go play that game. I will. So <laughs> I still need to need play to make LA like Noir. a New York Noir or something like that. That would have been that was that sounds like it might be interesting. I'll be like, hey, you want to come here and get some pizza? Boy, you want some cannoli? Forget about it. This guy. Hey. Have like an Easter egg where Spider-Man appears. <laughs> From Queens, Brooklyn. Uh, oh, yeah. that's Brooklyn? Oops, my bad. <laughs> that was New York. <laughs> there. But like, yeah, because I, I heard the rumors about like um, Rockstar coming out with some kind of new game and it was all about Red Dead. I was just like, but I, I want a new LA, LA Noir. Make it, make a new Red Noir. Dead. Re- Red Dead's really good though. But I want, oh, it is. No, I want an LA Noir. That's what I'm feeling. Is an LA Noir is what I want. Yeah. Well, and then they, well, and then they splintered off that part of the company that was developing that and the you know rumored sequel, and now that's apparently officially dead. What the new Red Dead? Red Dead Two? No, no, no. The Goal, keep with us here. <laughs> L.A. Noir. No, okay, sorry, I mentioned Red Dead. I'm like, wait a second, they canceled that again? No, I, I don't know what the project status is on that one. It's no, I just read something a couple of weeks ago about the team that, you know, got let go from Rockstar that was, you know, devel- or that developed uh, uh, the first L.A. Noir and supposedly were developing a spiritual successor to it, and now that's officially dead. Uh, I'm not mm. a fan of spiritual successors anymore because people keep using that word too liberally, and it's like it's a spiritual successor. It's like, yeah, well, I mean, they're going to be like a lot of like it, or it's just going to be something completely different. Uh, yeah, th- this uh, this really would be the case though, because it's from the original people, and they're trying to develop something that was just like it, even though it wasn't from the same you know studio, you know, it wasn't from Rockstar. So this, I think, is actually what a true spiritual successor is. It's not like ukulele where it's oh everybody's calling it a spiritual successor to banjo kazooie but it's really not because it's its own ip and it's got some similarities yes but you could say that about a lot of other platformers that came well, out that, 
that was like Mighty Number no. Nine as well, where that's a spiritual successor to uh, Mega Man. Yeah, and I'll agree with that term just because you know it was supposed to be. Yeah, it's it's made by like a guy that was uh, involved with Mega Man. Yeah, Inafune. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. It's just I see I see that word being used a whole lot more now of a spiritual successor. And the more you use it, the less of an impact less it actually means. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. That's that's some interesting stuff. But like, I am excited for Detroit as well. It looks it looks intriguing. It is indeed. Intriguing. It does. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, Tyler, what's your choice? God, I don't have one. No, I do. <laughs> no, I don't. Rob's got it. Uh, Goddamn. Hmm. I could do another one. <laughs> I know. Rob, Rob, you haven't even done yours yet. Rob, do yours, <laughs> and I'll come up with one. Because, like, I think yours is also another one that really intrigued me. Um, as it did me. Yeah, as a new IP. Um, oh, yeah. Go, Rob, go. Oh, I'm yeah, supposed go. to say something now? Oh, my yeah, God. Go. I can speak in two different segments? I, know, <laughs> I wasn't right, forgotten right. twice? Oh, my God. This is huge. Oh, okay, okay. Now i got to get serious. Mm, serious face. Mm. Well, I guess he doesn't have anything to talk about. I guess we can move on. No! I see that. I see that. No. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, the, the game I want to talk about is Horizon Zero Dawn. This is a game that was announced... I believe early last year, if I'm remembering my timelines correctly, but we didn't have a lot of information to go on here. Wasn't Basically, it announced just at last E3. I believe so. Yeah, I thought they had some video with it and everything. They did, but we didn't really know fully what exactly was going on plot-wise in that one. It was mostly just going and showing us more or less of a cinematic of the world and the way that it was structured with these robotic animals that go and roam the countryside and people, well, basically going and setting up uh, small tribes and surviving. That was basically all that we'd really gotten content-wise out of it originally. And then this year's E3, we finally got a real story trailer for what was going on there, and I could not be more hyped for this game now. Yeah, because what did they? Yeah, what did they show? They showed gear. They showed combat. They showed taming. They showed a they big sh- boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they showed combat. Yeah, they showed a boss. Yeah, and, and they got- also yeah, and crafting. Yeah, and they got everybody really interested in the story because I know a lot of people that were intrigued, but I won't say as far as excited from last year's showing. Just because a lot of people saw, oh, it's being done by Guerrilla Games, which most people would know for having done the Killzone series. Um, And that's a really polarizing series as far as first-person shooters are concerned. People either seem to love that or just hate it for one reason or another. Um, I'm kind of in the middle on that one. Seeing this third-person action role-playing game that they've developed, and that's their own wording for what this is, and after seeing the video, I'll definitely agree with their titling for that. 
uh, they really managed to go and get me caught up between what looks like really smooth gameplay mechanics mixed with so much interest and intrigue. I want to know how the world came to be this way and what's the story behind it. And just the way that the producers are going and talking in media interviews, even just the name itself, Horizon Zero Dawn. They're making the point on that one that by the end of the game, the title will make so much sense and fit in perfectly with the lore behind this game. So, here's Red, here's what I think about mm-hmm. Horizon Dawn. I think it takes place in the Jurassic Park universe where you <laughs> had to build giant robot dinos to combat the real dinos, and then they took over society. <laughs> I like that. I'm not sure. I don't think that's how it's going to go, but it's a really good idea. Yeah. yeah. No, I'd I, I play that game. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm intrigued by it. It looks like a kind of action-adventure game. Didn't they already make that game, though? Except the, what was it? It was like Dino Hunter, or what was it? Like, it was uh, packed, like, arc, right? 15, no, Wait, like, like 20 Turok years ago. Or something? There we go. Oh, yeah, Turok, that's an old game. <laughs> that's an old game. Oldie uh, but goodie. The new installments weren't that great, though. No, no, that that that's a classic, and we don't talk about the rest. <laughs> Uh, there's some games you just have to leave in the 90s and 2000s. <laughs> exactly. But not like Crash Bandicoot. He needed to come back. Holy damn. That was a shocker. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, but we're not but talking about Crash right now. Yeah, yeah. We're going back to Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, coming out next year. It's got a set release date of February 28th, uh, 2017. And knowing Guerrilla Games, uh, I actually think that's a real date. Uh, if they've got that put out there, uh, it's probably going to come out on that day. So I'm super excited about that game. And I hate the fact that I need to go and wait another eight months to get it. Don't <sighs> just keep all. swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. Are you, uh, you going to get the Collector's Edition? I really want to, but... I don't know. I, I, I've spent a lot of money on collector's editions in the past, and a lot of times I'm just like, God, why did I, why did I spend so much money on this? But I also well, feel you like see, I, uh, I, you, you're, you're going to spend so much money on the collector's edition because you get the steelbook. You get the statue. You get the 48-page art book. You get all the DLC items. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God damn it, I'm buying the collector's edition. Oh, uh, yeah. Blue the enabler. <laughs> so, Remind me why we let you on this podcast. Perfect, Tyler. You, you, you picked one you that I was broke. wanting to talk about. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad I left it open. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so is that right, pretty much I'm all done. we want to talk? What, oh, Tyler, do you have anything to say about Horizon? Um... I don't know. It looks cool. I'll play it. Looks reminds me of games like Far Cry and and uh, um, God, I can't remember other ones. There's lots of crafting. I guess maybe like Assassin's Creed too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Oh yeah. So I guess we'll move on then. What, Unless mind? you have more to talk about, Rob. No, no. That that's all I got to talk about. All right, t- Tyler, your turn. Oh, I'm going to talk about um, My Little Pony. 
They're going to come out with a game. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm going to talk about We Happy Few. A spiritual successor to My Little Pony. <laughs> um, if that was true, then everybody's been paying attention to My Little Pony a little bit too differently. Or there's some hidden means about having to take your joy and having everything correct. And, uh, now, Always being happy. Yeah. Now, what I hear from the game, um, yeah, I feel like it's... I'm, I'm excited for it. It looks really good. Um, it feels like it's going to be kind of like a... Like that mind mind mess with you a little bit where it's going to be sort of Bioshocky or such. Yeah, like that. Um, but from what I hear, it's very open world and kind of more RPG questy like where you have like things to do. And I don't know. I don't know what to expect from it. Um, it looks yeah. like it's going to have a lot of like all I saw was that one like kind of very linear trailer uh, that they had. And it intrigued me because, um, like I said, it reminded me of like uh, Bioshock, um, mm-hmm. where everything looked normal, but then it still felt off in some way. And then slowly things start to unravel and you see that things aren't what they are and everything's pretty messed up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, the main of, and the main thing of uh, We Happy Few is, of course, the drug joy. Sure. Yeah, maybe it's I, not as important as you think it is. Who knows? I I just randomly looked it up just to see what the what everybody has kind of gotten from that, and it's essentially a pill that had that pe- the residents consume to keep them happy and sedated. Yeah, it's kind of what and I And has the side uh, side effects of near complete memory loss and mild psychosis. Yep, that sounds like some kind of dystopian future. Yeah, and it also causes residents to beat any downers to death. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a uh, some kind of crazy dystopian totalitarian future. Yep, I totally see it. Mm-hmm. So, and apparently uh, all the water and food has it too. No, it just didn't. Yeah. yeah. Gotta keep your, uh, your people folk sedated. Yeah. Uh, but it looks like it's the character's going to stop taking it and he's going to kind of go from there. I I look forward to seeing either not playing I don't know if I'll play it myself. But if I do if I don't I'll probably find a let's play of it and and from someone that I watch so we'll see. Okay. So I'm excited for that one. It looks intriguing. Like I yep. thought it was like a BioShock game when they first come up but then the art style was different and then I was like, oh no, it's it's not something something else. But yeah, I keep saying Bioshock. What would be a term for that kind of game? Is it a first person one? Yeah, it's first person. Yeah. Uh, is it kind of similar to Bioshock? Um, in the kind of motif of like the psychological thriller. I do not know. First person mystery horror shoot 'em up something. Smash Brothers. Smash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, story rich FPS action something something or another something I, like I, that. I, I just call it a first person action title I, I can't think of any better terminology than that just as generic as possible yeah I guess um, 
So I just think it's got a little bit of a, a little bit of twists and such, and it twists and bends. So everything that you think is, it changes, and so everything, everything the way you think it is, is wrong, and it's something else. And then you learn that, and you go, "Oh shit!" So that's that's what I'm looking forward to that game. Uh, so yeah, that's 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 what I got to talk about at Cole the Gaming Table. Hmm. Can I just say that you uh, you kind of disappointed me with that tease there at the beginning, Tyler? I, I was did? really hoping I was really hoping you were going to talk about them's fighting herds. Them fighting herds. Them's fighting herds. Really? Nobody. Nobody at all. It's a pun because they're they're ponies. Uh, I get it. They have herds, <laughs> and that's what they do. Flake, flake. Okay, we're in there. We're going. Let's do this. My joke went flat. Uh, yeah. The worst part oh, is some, somebody's going to listen to this podcast and go, oh, why aren't they talking about that? And we're going to be like, dude, you need a life. Cole, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, you haven't said anything. I'm just listening to you guys because it's interesting. Okay. He is just a table now, so, you know. I guess. I hit the table. Didn't say Al. I think you Don't knocked him out. Is he out? Is he just the table now? Damn. I'm not. I'm still oh here. my god. <laughs> Depend on the material, that pound shouldn't have phased him. What kind of table you made out of, Cole? I'm a steel table. A steel table? Oh. That's a fancy <laughs> That's, table. That explains it. Steel okay, who am I kidding? Who am I, who am I kidding? I'm one of those gaming tables from ThinkGeek. <laughs> so you're mostly made of cardboard and you're gonna break in a year and a half <laughs> <laughs> what, what was that what was those, one of those really expensive gaming tables what was it you're not one of those don't, 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 don't try that's the table I was thinking not the thinking table <laughs> well, that, that's exactly the point Cole because <laughs> you're yeah, the table who I'm, wants to be the other table but you're not and then you're just kind of the other table whatever so, I'll just stick with being a steel table then you're the low res. You're the the uh, what's like a knockoff IKEA brand? I don't think there is anything more knockoff than IKEA. Jisk. There, there it is. <laughs> You're the Jisk version of the table, of the gaming table. Does Jisk even have gaming tables? Oh, they do now, and they're called Kel, but they're spelled really fucked up with like <laughs> some J's and umlauts in there. So it's like C J Umlaut Batman symbol O L T X Y E. Oh God, and we have come completely off the rails now. Pronounced cool, Okay. Well, I guess that comes feel, to the end, isn't it? Huh? I feel, I feel like our trip down this adventure of anime. Oh, look, I'm not a table anymore. Board games. Rooster Teeth registration has come to a close. So, I'm pulling over this car, this limousine, limousine. and I will say some very special words. Everybody Thank get the you. fuck out. <laughs> GTFO. Tits are GTFO. Also, thank you so much for joining us once again. Make sure to check out our SoundCloud. 
Every like and subscription helps us out as creative partners. We'd love it if you'd check us out on iTunes, which is fixed, and help us by giving us a five-star review. Pander, pander, pander. And if you'd be so kind to leave us a review, we would love it, love you for it. Uh, talk about how you like us or talk about how you hate some of us. We are on YouTube for all of our multimeter podcasts. And don't forget our Twitter at Secure Rangers and email Secure Which we Rangers haven't even podcast. used. We have not even made a tweet on our Twitter. Cole, don't interrupt the outro. At Secure Ranger Podcast at gmail.com. And we have some more fun coming very soon. That doesn't sound word right. And we have more some more fun coming soon. Very soon. We'll fix that. We have lots of new ideas and can't wait for you to hear and or see them. Ooh, fancy seeing things. So we hope you'll join us for all that. And of course, we are doomed updating every Monday. Take care, everyone. Thank you. Cue the zombie band. We're out. Bye. Bye.